Another special edition of Eddie's 366 Movies in 366 Days. I'm your host, Eddie Monster here, and I'm so happy that you guys can join me yet again because today is a special day. That's right. We are going back in time just to go into the future. I know it sounds confusing, but bear with me because we're heading back to 1976 to check out a movie. Okay. And this movie is going to project us to a land far, far away, but not so far away, just far away because it's in the 23rd century. That, of course, I am talking about 1976's Logan's Run. Just imagine a world where you will hold your entire future in the palm of your hand, when a tiny glowing crystal will guide you through an existence in which each day is more wonderful than the last where it will be possible for you to obtain the fulfillment of every fantasy, the satisfaction of every vanity, the absolute attainment of every wish. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer presents the Saul David production of Logan's Run, a fantastic journey through a world beyond imagination. Welcome to the 23rd century, the perfect world of total pleasure. Imagine a world in which you need never be alone. You touch a switch, turn a dial, and the perfect lover steps into your arms. Every pleasure is yours to experience. Runner! There's just one catch. When the tiny crystal in the palm of your hand flashes its final message, your time is up. Michael York is Logan. Run, Logan! Policeman in a perfect world. No! Trained to track down runners. <laughs> until he is forced to run himself. Oh, He's a runner! Logan! I'm your friend, I understand. We all go crazy once in a while. But she's a runner, and it's over. Over well, 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 am I not? <laughs> Box, an incredible being. More than human, more than machine. Diabolical guardian of the gateway to freedom or Logan and the woman who loves him. like that before. That must be the look of... of being old. MGM takes you into a new age of adventure in the first motion picture of the 23rd century. Logan's Run. It begins where imagination ends. Yes, imagine this world, right? That you live in, it's like 2246, so it's the 23rd century, which is kind of crazy to think, man. 
I don't know how correct that is because, I mean, think about this for a second. How far away are we from that in reality? Oh, 2274, excuse me. So it's 2274, which is about 50 years from now. And I guarantee you, the way things are going in this world, this could be a scary thought. But imagine it's 2274, and you live within this this city, right? This city that's confined in a dome, and everything is available to you, right? It's a hedonistic world, which means you can live out your your desires and and whatever it is you may want, right? And do about as you please. The only problem is you've only got 30 years to do it, right? And there's this whole promise that if you go to the carousel, there's a chance of being renewed, right? Which means you can live beyond. But as we'll discover in this film, has anybody ever really been renewed? And think about it. This is a different kind of world, right? Where this computer manufactures babies. Okay, so you're born, you're Logan 5, which means you're the fifth version of Logan, right? And Logan 5 is played by Michael York. And he is a Sandman along with Richard Jordan, who plays Francis Seven. So Francis Seven, obviously, the seventh version of Francis. So these guys, right, are called Sandmen. And basically what they are is their job is to kind of keep order within the city, right? They're police officers, basically. And when you reach your 30 years, you have to report to the carousel. Otherwise, if you don't and you're caught trying to leave you're considered a runner so their job is to go after the runners right there's this word going around and it's after Logan is able to capture a runner he discovers that the runner had a symbol with him it was the Ankh the Ankh symbol and one night he's like oh, hard day's work Going back to my room. I feel like getting laid. I'm just going to press a button. This chick's going to show up. And we're going to do the the dirty deed. Whatever it may be in 2274. Right? Because it doesn't seem like they know much. But I'll get into that. So. He presses it. Girl shows up. Sees that she's got the same symbol. Although she's not a very cooperative girl. Because I mean if that's her job. You know to get called at the push of a button to fulfill a man's hedonistic needs, right? You're not doing a very good job when she rejects him. But whatever. A little bit of feminism thrown in there for this film. And uh, so whatever. He discovers that she has the same symbol, right? It's hanging from a necklace. So he kind of gets curious. And then uh, there's this little station that they go in and they dump the shit that they discovered from... You know, the the previous person, that the runner that they caught. Except the computer stops Logan 5. And tells Logan 5 that he's going to go on a mission. There's a rumor of a sanctuary, right? The computer believes that this is where 
the runners that have gotten away, this is where they go. They go to a sanctuary, and they're going to speed up his time so that he himself becomes a runner. The only problem is he cannot tell the other Sandmen that he's a runner, right? Or that he's, uh, excuse me, he can't tell the other Sandman that he's on a mission. So he has to actually pretend to be an actual runner. His own worry, though, is if I do this for you, right, because I've got four years left, which means he's 26 in the film. So he's got four years left. He's like, are you going to give me my four years back? And the computer basically doesn't respond to him. And he's like, well, screw this computer. Because now I'm going to run. And I'm going to run for real. Right? At least that's what we think. That's what I believe. So along with this girl that he discovered earlier, he needs her because she has the same symbol. So he's like Jessica, who's played by Jenny Agutter, who you may remember from uh, American Werewolf in London. She's the nurse. Or you may remember her from Child's Play 2. She's one of the foster parents in Child's Play 2. There you go. So uh, along with her, he needs her because she's very important, right? She can bring him closer to sanctuary or at least get him on the way. But there is obviously, there's a lot of... uh, There's a lot of negative feedback because a lot of the people don't trust him because they know he's a Sandman. So it becomes this whole mission and uh, the whole film is an adventure. Problem is, is Francis Seven is like, what in the hell is going on? Why is my friend going crazy? Why is he running? And he proceeds to go after them. So it's this mission now. Is Logan and Jessica going to make it to Sanctuary? Or is Francis eventually going to catch him and do what he wants to do? So there you go. Right there. That's Logan's run. There's a lot to this film. And it stars people like Farrah Fawcett's in this, which I thought was kind of cool. But one of the things... I liked the story because it's this whole idea of is there a sanctuary and then there's all this disappointment that comes along the way, right? Because eventually they come up to this one level after they've run so far that's that's almost completely frozen. This whole place is like a, it's like a freezer. And they meet this robot who is so creatively called Box. That's his name. It's creative, I guess. Um, and Box is basically explaining that he's been trapping food, right? That's his, That's been his job. He traps food that comes in from the outside, and he sends it down for people to consume. Well, Logan earlier in the film was told that 1,056 runners have escaped to Sanctuary. Unfortunately... Box has frozen all of those runners. And that's what we discovered. They discovered this is like whole hall. And it's all these frozen people. 
there's all your runners. So it's just all these things, these these several, you know, subplots and, and little twists that are thrown in there, turning points in the writing, which was brilliant, that are thrown in there. And then when they finally get to the outside, that's when, you know, Logan is convinced there really is no sanctuary. There never has been. You know what I mean? Because you look at the outside world and it's completely desolate, right? It's covered with just like 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 it's an overrun forest. You know what I mean? They make it to what is the Capitol building and the steps where the Lincoln statue is, completely covered in 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 just completely covered, like it's a jungle. They make it to the White House. I believe it's the White House that they make it to. And that's when they discover Peter Ustinov, who plays the old man, creative name, old man, right? And it's the first time in their lives that they've ever seen somebody old. And one of the crazy things about the society is that they have no concept of marriage. That shows you what kind of society they live in. There's no, they don't know what wife and husband and they think it's because they see a tombstone and it says beloved wife beloved husband they have no idea or concept of what that is and they have no idea or concept when the old man tells them that he was birthed from his mother they're like what you weren't created in a computer and the old man's like nope you don't have a stone in your hand and they're like he's like nope he's like where can i get one of those you know what i mean uh, very cool kind of things. I like the idea of the story of this kind of because uh, it's a post-apocalyptic society, right? Apparently, shit went wrong in the world, and they decided to combat overpopulation, right? Which is huge theme today. Think about it. Huge theme today. People complain overpopulation, right? They decide that at 30 years old, you're going to die, and that's it, right? And they can create a society and create more people when they need to. Unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like, at 30, you're done. You've lived enough of a hedonistic life, you're done. See ya. Powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. And that's really the secret, you know, to the film is that, you know, the secret Logan discovers is that everything has been a lie. They can live past a certain point. You know what I mean? They can grow old. They can do things the old school way. And and um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, man, is I'm still a little suspect about Logan's intentions, right? I think his intentions are are noble at the end. I don't think they were always noble. I think he was using Jessica to discover where Sanctuary was. But then I think along the way and along the journey, I think he changed and started kind of being more honest and and more sincere about wanting to escape and wanting to be with her. I think that was an honest thing. Um, I don't think he always was there. And at some points, you know, because he still reports to the computer, dude, there's no sanctuary. He's telling the computer this. At the end, after they've been captured, because they returned to the city um, to try to tell people. And that's the other thing, too. When you have a society that's complacent, right, try telling them 
that there's a whole nother world. People will call you fucking crazy. They'll call you all sorts of things, which is another theme today, right? In this constant battle between, and I'll admit it, I think flat earthers are crazy, but whatever. There's that, you know, that whole thing, right? But in this, it's, dude, there's a whole nother world. We can grow old. You don't have to go to the carousel. And this is towards the end of the movie. And people just kind of laugh at them, shrug, and turn around and like, nope. This is, we're like, we're programmed like robots. Like, think of uh, They Live from John Carpenter, right? The same kind of idea. The society that has been built on subliminal messaging and they're just like, they're just like cows, man. They just go into the field and they're just eating it up, eating it up, eating it up. And it's the same thing in this film. This is another one of those kind of films, right, where society is just so complacent because they're living such a good life. You know what I mean? Like, why would we want to change this to grow old? You know, hey, at 30, we've had a pretty good life at 30, which is what I think a lot of people think anyways because I think growing old could be a little overrated. But, you know, who am I to say? So yeah, that's that's those are my thoughts. Uh, some of the um, practical effects that they tried to use in the film are a little cheesy at times. I do want to say there's a lot of cheesy special effects, lots of it in this film. Um, but other than that, I think it was really good. This is a film that a buddy of mine for years now has been trying to get me to watch. Uh, Logan's Run. I saw that it was on Tubi. Because I had a DVD of it somewhere and I was just like, you know what? Instead of trying to dig out the DVD to try to watch this because who knows where I've put it. I was like, I'll watch it on Tubi. You know what I mean? And why not? Uh, it was really good. I was very, very, very impressed with it. I think Michael York is fantastic in the film. I think um, Jenny Agutter are also fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people you know, in this film that deserve some credit. As well, everybody did a fantastic job. Um, I like the the kind of clothing. I mean, apparently uh, there's clothing, but the but underwear and stuff like that is optional. Apparently, in this society, I don't know. I can dig it. It's twenty two seventy four. Hey, who am I to who am I to judge? Uh, but yeah, it's a good film. Check it out. I'm gonna give it a. I'm going to give the film an A- minus for a final grade. That's my final grade. I call it. See you later. I'll see you guys tomorrow.